Thank you, Billy. Good to see you all again. How are you? I just want to also say thanks, Pastor, for letting me speak into this church. You know, I go to a lot of churches. My dad goes to a lot of churches, and there's a lot of great churches, but this is a super great church. When I come here, I just always feel good, feel comfortable. There's no pretense. It's just real, and it's just honest. And I'm just telling you that because I go to a lot of churches, and it's just not that way everywhere you go. You've got something special here, so I encourage you to stay stay the course. So I'm going to start with a scripture that I've learned from my dad, Matthew 28, 19. That's the premise of what we do, go into all the world, preach the gospel, train people. That's kind of the, the emphasis on what I do. And uh, from that, uh, because I've grown up as a pastor's kid and then a missionary kid, I can't ever tell you that I've had some great distant voice say, go to Africa. I just heard a voice that just said, go. And I've, I've gone. And I, I didn't always have a good path to follow, so I simply looked at Romans 12. And if you've ever read Romans 12, it says, if you're a teacher, teach. If you can help somebody, help someone. It gives you kind of a guide. So if, I, I just encourage you, if, if you're not looking or if you don't think you have a path or a course, read Romans 12. Because it simply gives you directions on what to do. And I can sum it up and say it in this. And this is what it means to me. If there's a need in front of you and you can meet that need, you know what? Just do it. You don't really need to necessarily pray about it a lot. Just do it because God has given you the ability to address that need. Now, at the same time, by following that course, I have literally gone around the world. As I don't know if these slides are showing, but these are places and pictures uh, of where I've been. I've been to five continents, more than 100 countries. And I'm a little bit tired, to tell you the truth. This year alone, I've, uh, I've flown over 180,000 miles just on Delta, and uh, probably somewhere at least half that, if not more, on other airlines. And as I started this year, it, uh, as you can imagine, I have a, an enormous number of requests coming in, and I, I just don't know how to address all of those, both physically uh, and financially, honestly, but I'm grateful that people call from all over the world saying, we need you, we need you, we need you. And I found that if you are willing to go, there is no shortage of work. This year started off, um, I usually try to take January off and just kind of recover. And of all things, at the end of January, beginning of February, I injured my leg somehow. And, I, I, and I'm still in a lot of pain, still have the pain. But I'm thinking, oh, God, how am I going to do all of this work with my leg injured? Uh, the bank account's really, really thin. How am I going to do all of these things as I literally was laying in bed for a couple of weeks because I just couldn't move? Well, I finally was able to get up and walk, and you saw me earlier in the year when I was here working with you on the Next Step Project. I don't know if th those of you might have saw me. I, w I was limping pretty, pretty severely and just hurting really, really bad. And then my first trip out of the country was to a city called Baguio, Philippines. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Baguio. It's kind of up toward the north. So my first work of the year was to teach at a Bible school up there. If you've ever been to Baguio, there's no such thing as a flat surface. It's uphill or downhill. And I'm not talking about just little hills. I'm talking about the Bible school is built on the side of a mountain. And I, it was brutal. But 
nevertheless, what I, although I had this pain, it was really interesting. As I would walk, no question, up and down the hill, it was hurting. It was really hard. But when I would get into the classroom and I would look at all these students that literally represented every continent but Antarctica, I said, wow, what I'm helping to do, these, these students who are brilliant and bright, they're going to go around the whole world. And so that's what keeps me motivated to keep going through these uh, times of hurting. I've had malaria. Anybody ever had malaria? Certainly, if those of you have been on a missions trip, you've had some type of stomach ailment or fever. I've been through all of that, but nevertheless, I don't quit. I just keep going. It's something I've learned from my dad and my mom. We don't quit. And uh, I love football. This time of year, it's football. Let me just tell you what's going to happen this Thursday. This Thursday, I get on a plane in Orlando. I'm going to fly to Detroit. I'm going to get on another plane in Detroit, and I'm going to fly 15 hours on one plane to Seoul, Korea. Now, if you want to know what that's like, go and find your, not your worst chair, but somewhere just after worst chair, and just stay there for 15 hours. And then I'm going to get on another flight, and I'm going to fly another seven hours to Singapore. Again, get in your worst chair. Now you've gone, by the time I get to Singapore, I'm at hour 30. Then I, got a, then I have a six-hour layover and I'm going to fly to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And then I have another flight that I'm going to fly up to the north part of Cambodia. If all goes well, that's going to be 42 hours. Just imagine that. And when I get there, I'm going there because they have a really desperate situation they need me to help them with. I'm going to work two hours, and by then I hope I'm going to get some sleep. And then the next morning, I'm going to take a seven-hour bus ride down to the capital of Phnom Penh, where I'm going to teach in the Bible school in a training uh, course for a week. So pray for me that I can stay awake. My biggest project this year has been working in a country called Myanmar. Anybody ever heard of Myanmar? Myanmar used to be called Burma. And in that country, it's uh, uh, I couldn't even tell you that I've been working there, but uh, until recently. It's been under a heavy control by a military government, even really worse than Cuba. It's very similar to the Cuba situation. Uh, the, the Buddhists are in control. There is currently a new government in place. It's kind of a puppet government. The military uh, lets everyone know that they can they can take over again if they, if they truly choose to. Believe it or not, there's, there's 6% of the population that's Christian. And most of the population is Buddhist, and there's some Muslims. They still persecute Christians there. In fact, there's over 100,000 Christians in concentration camps there right now. <clears throat> I've been working there since 2008, and uh, it's an amazing opportunity, beautiful, wonderful people. But uh, that's been the emphasis of my work this year, and that's where I'll be going right after the Cambodia trip. It costs a lot for me to be there because... I have to stay in these hotels that are controlled by the government. I'm registered with the police. It's a real, um, it's not really always a comfortable situation. But in my lifetime, that's the type of places that God sends me. I have never, I hear some of my friends, I've been called to Hawaii. I've never had that luxury. It's always been, it's always been in some desert country or some country where the military is in control or a dictator. But nevertheless, there's a new government in Myanmar, and there is a bit of freedom. So in, although the Christians are being persecuted, the church is growing. 
And uh, so I'm there. I'm literally working with the general counsel of the Assemblies of God there in Myanmar. And I'm helping them to develop a department of communication. I'm going to show you a video in just one minute. I just want to clarify. Just imagine us never having our cell phone, never having Internet, and then just one day you have it. How many of you see your kids and all already addicted to the phone? Well, this is how the majority of Myanmar is right now. They've not had any type of access to the free world in years, nearly 50 years, and now suddenly they're just gorged, gorging themselves on trying to catch up with what's going on in the rest of the world, and they're in amazement. So I'm working with the general counsel of the Assemblies of God in Myanmar to help them to develop a department of communication. We've already put out just a very few simple little videos in that country, and they're already getting like a million views on YouTube and different social media outlets that we have there. So it's just the beginning, and it's going to continue to grow. But that's what I'm doing. I'm going to show you this video. Thank you again, Pastor, for allowing me to come. And if you would, please roll the video from me. Your kids and grandkids. 
all of that, and I know you'll be glad. Good morning. Wow. Haven't you been blessed so far? Amen. We are here to celebrate missions. Did you hear me? We're here to celebrate what God's doing. Missions is not a downer. It is an upper because that's what Jesus came to do as our brother prayed. Jesus was the first missionary. He came to bring salvation to all of us and gave us the challenge that we would take it to the ends of the earth. Now, I've got to put on some glasses so I can see here. I, I want to thank you, Pastor, and uh, I'll talk a little bit more about us in our past in just a few moments. But I want to read a portion of Scripture this morning. Colossians, the first chapter, and uh, it's a little unusual for me to read this much Scripture, but it has a reason uh, and a purpose. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the holy and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace and peace to you, from God our Father, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you 
in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. All over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. And then I want you to turn over to the second chapter, and just to emphasize a point here, and the very first verse, I want you to know how much I'm struggling for you and for those at Laodicea and all who have not met me personally. Paul was writing to the Colossians. He did not ever preach at Colossians. He never went to Colossae, as far as anybody can can tell. He never went to Laodicea. The Colossae, if you wanted to know where it's at, it's in what is modern-day Turkey, as well as all the other seven churches of Asia. They are in Turkey. And Paul never went there. And he said in the second chapter in the first verse, I've not met any of you personally. But he is, listen to the things he says, I thank God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank God for your faith. I thank God for what you're doing. You've never met me. I've never been there. But what you're doing is that all over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing. Amen? That's what you've been hearing today, that all over the world, this gospel started when you were there. He said, you didn't hear the gospel from me. You, I preached in Ephesus. Perhaps Epaphras was in Ephesus. He heard it. He took it to Colossae. And it grew, and it grew, and it's continuing to grow. So today, our scripture verse that we've got to remember, and I hope you'll remember, is this verse, all over the world. This gospel is producing fruit and growing. Amen? It's bearing fruit. Can you say that with me? All over the world, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing. Hallelujah. Let's get excited. Let's get excited because when we read the list of missionaries all over the world, Davy and I, we've been to so many countries. And when you heard Leah, what a fantastic testimony that God has given her and her family. And I want you to know this too, that uh, missions is not just an idea that uh, the Register family have just you know, happened upon in uh, the last few years. And... Uh, I don't know. I may never have another chance. You know, I'm fairly close to his age. (laughs) 
okay? And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, if, if uh, I were honest and, well, that's not what I'm talking about. But uh, Carolyn and Bill, uh, Pastor Bill, excuse me, are some of the, I, I, I started to say oldest, but Jimmy Ruth and Carolyn wouldn't appreciate that. Uh, but some of our longest standing friends, uh, actually Carolyn and Jimmy Ruth and I, we met when we were in like 13, 14, 15 years old in Alabama youth camp. Uh, that's several years ago. And uh, in uh, 1962, both Bill and Carolyn and us, they were pioneering a church in Tarpon Springs, and we were pioneering a church in Winter Haven. Did I say 62? Should I have said that? It's okay. <laughs> that, that gives you some clues there. Jimmy Ruth and Carolyn, they were in their early teens in those years. And Bill has, Pastor Bill has always been a fantastic pastor and preacher. You are blessed. You are blessed. There, there are very few that preach the word like Pastor Bill. And Billy's coming along right in his footsteps. Amen. And, you know, I'm not really going to preach a sermon today. I I have a one point and several illustrations to go along with that one point sermon. Now, one point sermon is, repeat it with me, all over the world. This gospel is bearing fruit and growing. That's that's the sermon. That's the point. That's the one that I have that I want to say to you. But from that, I want to talk about the fact that we have been faced with many open doors. And God has helped us to go through those open doors. And so glad to have Leah here today because she's the youngest. But you've had a lot of doors to go through, a lot of open doors. Billy and David, you guys, a little bit further down the road and gone through some open doors, you've got more, more that are coming. That's prophetic. It's happening. It's going to happen. And today is kind of a prophetic day because open doors and the the willingness and the ability and the power to go through those are so very important. Let me illustrate. We started out, both of us, as pioneer pastors. Uh, me, because they wouldn't trust me with anything else but a pioneer. They said, if it's, it's going to fail anyway, you know, whatever. So let him try. And God helped us. And there's a good, strong church in Winter Haven today and another one in Tarpon Springs because of the willingness to go through those doors. We then, after serving as pastor in Winter Haven and then uh, district youth director here in this district for six years, God called us into missions. And uh, we were going to, actually, to Costa Rica and then on to Colombia 
where we were stationed for our first missionary term. And we left from the general council in Oklahoma City. And we had some footlockers, some heavy footlockers that we'd gotten somewhere. And the people that helped us load those footlockers into a vehicle to take to the airport. And the people that walked us to the door, you could do it in those days, walked us to the door in the airplane were, you guessed it, Pastor Bill and Carolyn, Billy and uh, Dwight Thompson and some other people. But uh, there were, Billy and you guys broke the door out of the Holiday Inn with the, one of those footlockers <laughs> and loading with David, Sammy, and Billy and, and all of that. But we went to Colombia, and if you follow what Paul is saying here, okay, they never went to Colombia. That was one place you never came was to Colombia. But in Colombia, the Lord helped us in the city of Medellin to plant six churches. They had three, the city of three and a half million people. We planted six more churches. And out of those six churches, the last time that we were there was about eight years ago, and those six churches had already planted 91 churches. Hallelujah. And all over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing. And do you think they're going to get a blessing? Absolutely. They supported us. They helped us. They helped us do all of that. They were there. So they get apart. This is what Paul said. I wasn't there. You've never met me. But I thank God for you every time I think of you. And for us to thank God for all of the missionaries around the world and all of the people here in the states that are doing what God wants them to do. We say, thank you, Jesus. And Paul is saying, thank God. Because the gospel is growing, bearing fruit. Hallelujah. Well, I'm, I'm going to, for time, I'm going to move pretty fast here. And they, we, they ask us to come back from, from Colombia to help with Spanish television and radio. Because we had, I had been trained in television back up the road and when I was teaching in high school in Lakeland. And so we came back to, to teach, and not to teach, but to produce Spanish television. And it was at that time that things began to happen. Davey learned how to edit. And he went on to Florida, uh, South Florida and got his degree in communication, then to uh, Regent University for a master's and a Ph.D. And uh, Pastor Bill started television stations. And... And Pastor Billy, they're going to call you Pastor Billy, okay? Pastor Billy was working at a television station, Channel 22, in Clearwater. So it seemed that God moved all of us into television. So when World Missions asked us to develop international media ministries, Pastor Bill and the television station in North Carolina had telethons to help support us. We produced a program called China Challenge. 
Billy directed that at Channel 22 in Clearwater. Davy put it together. And through that program, Dr. Gwines, president of Southwestern Bible College, showed that all over. And the door to China, not because of that, but because it was opening. Today, we know, and we have, we've got, I don't know how many missionaries. We've got a bunch of missionaries resident in China now. There are over a hundred plus million Christians in China. And we say, praise God. Did you think that little thing we were doing there was going to fall out to all of this? But you see, God takes it. And remember our verse for today. And all over the world, God is using this gospel to and bear fruit and to continue to help it grow. So, you know, and then we, we went into IMM and Pastor Bill and uh, Carolyn and Jimmy Ruth and Davey and uh, you were not around then for some reason, but anyway. And so we praise God that they stood with us. We worked in over a hundred countries. We produced programs and helped countries have television programs. And we did what Amy continues to do right now. That is that he helps different countries. The motto of international media ministries was that we produce radio and television programs, and now we've had to add internet to that, and uh, so that people can, we train people to produce it in their own language and their own culture to reach their own people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's working because all over the world it's happening. We produced television, and we produced television stations. We, we built them and radio stations. And, and God is using all of this. So we celebrate what God is doing. And, you know, again, we just pick up and say, okay, when back in 2000, I got a call through another missionary from Hector Hunter, the general superintendent of Cuba. And uh, he said, uh, Brother David, would you help us put television and sound into the very first church that's being built in Cuba since 1959? That was the Vita Abundante Church. So, again, said David and our engineer, Carlos, they went down. We were able to get the equipment into the country, and we paid for it. They did the installation, and okay, again, Pastor Bill and I, <laughs> we went down for the dedication. This little church was not, I don't believe it was as big as this right here, and they said they could get 1,500 people in there, but 6,000 people showed up for that dedication. Can you believe it? There were people, people, people everywhere. And the people that built it, the government had sent workers to help our MAPS workers build the church. And 12 of those 15 workers 
gave their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and the, the head man of that group said, we thought we were building a building for you. But we learned today that we were building it for us. And that man, that superintendent of construction, somehow resigned from the commission from the government. And for the last 10 or 12 years, he has been traveling the country with our Assemblies of God men and building churches, and he's been the supervisor. Can you say praise God? This gospel, amen, is bearing fruit, bearing fruit, and it's growing. Well, they ask us to build the media center for the hunter, and God has helped us. And we dedicated that back in 2013 when we went to Cuba. There were 91 churches. Our general superintendent said Thursday night in Lakeland, there are now over 9,000 churches in the country of Cuba. Can you say praise God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, well, you know, there's so much more to talk about. But uh, Uncion, this is where Leah is working. And we're so glad that she is there. Bill McDonald called me and he said, David, I've got an opportunity to buy a commercial television license. Not a building, not a anything, just a license. He said, what should I do? You've already heard it's a, a town of 500,000. Uh, 500, I said, buy it. And he has said, I don't know how many times, sometimes he thinks about it and wants to slap me, and sometimes he wants to hug me because I told him to do that. Because he never knew what it was going to cost to do that. But he bought it. And who do you suppose was the first group of people that went down to Cuenca, Ecuador to help them? Leah, you're in special company because Pastor Bill... Pastor Billy and Davy and the, the manager of Channel 22 in Clearwater. We were the people that were there to start that. And so, you know, I just say, was it last year or the year before that there were 18,000 people that had answered the call on the telephone to just to receive Christ? That's enough to fill up a soccer stadium in that city. Or, you know, you think 18,000 people. And Leah is a gal that's been charged with the responsibility of reaching every person who calls and gives their hearts to the Lord through the television ministry. She's the one that's over that department to make sure that they get discipled and get moved into a church and counsel. Praise God. You see why we're so proud of this gal here? So Pastor Bill and I are on the board of that television station. And, you know, I, I just have to say it again. All over the world, this gospel is growing, bearing fruit. Praise God. Praise God. And You've got wonderful young people 
like Leah, David, Pastor Billy, that God is raising up. And, uh, you know, Brother Bill and I wish we had more years and uh, more strength to do more of the things that we could do. I'm, I'm so excited about, and I never say this right, Myanmar. I, I prefer to call it Burma because all my life it's been called Burma. But the opportunity that is ours, that has come through the general superintendent of that country, because they have, like Cuba and so many other places that we've worked in over the years, and we, where we've been, I, and I won't even try to go through all of those places. But in all of this, we have an open door. And we need your help to go through it. Amen? And you're a part of that. You may never see these people. You may never meet them. But thank God you made it possible. And you're making it possible that we can do all of these things. Leah didn't tell you, but this is her last service this morning before she goes back to Ecuador next week. And so, Leah, we want you to give her a good send-off today, okay? You see her, you give her a big hug, too. Okay. Davey's leaving on Thursday to go to Cambodia. And we're, we work, and we're doing everything we can we have a radio station in Liberia. We have the television in Ecuador. We have IMM in Spain. We, we have the Cuban uh, center that we help. All of these things. But most of all, the one point I wanted to get across is this. Would you say it with me? All over the world, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing. Amen.